Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Essential Sports Pod today. Well, welcome back to episode 11. Uh, we Today we just wanted to uh, highlight some, I guess, some problems in the organization, maybe this year, this team, um, and some things we wanted to talk about and, you know, maybe make some changes, maybe call some people up. We, we'll see how this episode goes. So, right. Uh, unfortunately, Addison will not be with us today. Um, so it'll be just Gerald and I. Yeah, that man's working hard, so. He is. So that's how life goes. But, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get right into it. Um, first thing I want to throw out there is what is the problem with the Cardinals? What is it? Who knows? Nobody knows the answer to that anymore. It's been a long season. We're not even halfway through the season, and it feels like it's been a long season. Yeah, I would go for it. I would say the uh, the problem with the Cardinals, you can't really pinpoint it. You know, some some days the offense will be good, and then the pitching will go bad, and then vice versa. Or maybe the manager is. Um, saying some things about a player or the front office is coming out and saying things. So, you know, there's been a lot of things that's happened this season and you can't really pinpoint it, but, um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate to see as a fan um, how bad we have been doing. We are like the, I think we're the third worst team in the NL right now. Is that right? Yes, that is right. We're right. So, Athletics and the Royals, but then the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, so it's just been kind of rough overall. And, you know, we have the talent. It's just, it just hasn't came together this year. What you think, Frank? Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different people that can get the blame, but I don't, I don't think it's, you know, directly on one person. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a team sport. Every team sport has multiple problems in it. If they're not doing good, it's not just one person. Um, and you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and I see everybody saying that we got to get rid of the manager, Ollie, get rid of him, get rid of Mo. He hasn't done anything. But like last year, we went to the playoffs, and you know, unfortunately, we didn't perform. But that's not on our manager. Maybe he made some bad choices at times, but. You know, the, maybe the offense could have gotten a few more hits. Maybe we could have driven a few more guys. And then with Mo, he's put us in a position to compete. Like, we think we have a good team to compete, and that's because of Mo. Like, I get I get, we want more. Everybody wants more. But that's just how, that's just how it is. Yeah, I think those are all fair points for sure. Um, you know, for me... You know, I've been a I've been a baseball fan for all my life and probably most importantly a Cardinals fan. And, you know, usually when I think of winning managers and the Cardinals uh like best seasons and seasons where we've won, like well first I like to think that um like the best seasons that we've had, we've always had down points in those seasons. Like in two thousand eleven when we won the championship, uh, I don't think we started the year very good. I don't even think we were supposed to be in the playoffs. So, you know, we kind of have those type, you know, the Cardinals magic 
type of way. But, you know, in my opinion, what I think is, like, everyone around us is getting better with, like, the Brewers and the Pirates and the Reds. And I think maybe we got a little bit too complacent with underestimating how good and challenging they would be and also with the fact that we're going to be competing against a lot of new people this season because the new schedule and then a whole bunch of new rules and then Yachty leaves and Pujols leaves. So, you know, we just have a lot of different scenarios versus last year. And I think, I think it's coming back to bite us just a little bit. Yeah. With all these things, um, I do want to throw some stats out there, some numbers, um, the Cardinals this year, uh, their record in one-run games is six and fifteen. Uh, we have thirteen blown saves opportunities in twenty twenty-three. Um, in our last ten, we're three and seven. We have uh, in the month of June. It is a small sample size, but we're hitting two ten. Uh, that's our average as a team in six games, and we're one and five. Um, and you know we're one and five because I mean. Our pitching in June, it is only six games, but it's Cardinals pitching, and we have a 3.47 ERA in six games, and that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good, yeah. you know, with with how our pitching has looked. I feel like that record should be flipped, um, you know, with our. Right. Um, it just seems like we keep putting the same lineup out there. Um, and another stat is that, you know, the pitching has a 3.47 ERA, but our offense in June is scoring 2.8 runs per game. Yeah. So pretty much on average, we maybe score two, maybe three runs, and then the pitching gives up three, maybe four. So we're, you know, we're, there's a lot of things to like with how the pitching looks, but, you know, with the offense and um, things of that sort, it's just like, I see our lineup before the game starts, and I'm like, well, the offense has been struggling recently, so why is certain players still in the same spots, or why is a struggling player hitting above a player that's not struggling as much? Or even, like, we bring up Luke and Baker, uh, and I know he's only a first baseman or DH, so it's kind of hard to get him in the lineup with Goldie and that sort, but he's one of the best bats we could have right now. And he hasn't gotten that much playing time up here. So, you know, like you said, it's not, not one person to blame for the, for the failures, but, you know, I'm kind of looking at Ali. I'm like, Hey, our lineups probably should be a little bit different if the offense isn't getting the results, you know? No, I totally agree. I think some changes need to be made to this lineup. Um, you know, we got some guys that got brought up and seem like they just got brought up to hang out on the bench, uh, like Luke and Baker, Oscar Mercado, uh, Tres Barrera got got called up for a, a good while, and I think he got like five, six at-bats, or maybe not even that. Um, I think he had three. Yeah, not even <laughs> that. three. You know, Jordan Walker gets called up, and then he gets sent down when he's supposed to be our guy. Like, I get he's young, but, like, you got to play him, man. You got to – these young guys, you have to play him. Like, it's not – 
I get he's not going to perform and he's not going to hit 40 home runs and get 120 RBIs his first season, but man, like we, we got to play these guys. It's, it's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to yeah. like bring these guys up and then not see them play. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And uh, friend, I know you've been kind of watching the games recently lately. Um, the last game that we had where we won one to nothing against John Gray and the Texans, which I said the Texans, the Rangers, which that was a good game. But um, I think Jim Edmonds was on on the uh, in the booth talking about how you know the Cardinals send them send Jordan Walker down and they want him to work on things like hitting the ball in the air and stuff like that. Um, they're like. He's saying, like, don't put it in his head to try to hit the ball in the air. Like, he's a good player, so the results will come. And, you know, I think it's funny because as he was saying that, Jordan Walker was at the plate and he hit a 430-foot home run, like, at the same time. So, you know, it's just kind of some things that I disagree with as far as, like, you know, I don't think Jordan Walker should have got sent down. Um, and you know, some other things that have happened this season that I disagree with, but yeah, it's just tough right now because, you know, we expect to put the results out there on the field because the offense is so good and the pitching is finally cooking, but you know, the results haven't happened. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I like Jordan Walker is Jordan Walker. Like, he's a professional hitter. He's going to hit the ball hard. And even if it's on the ground, like, we've seen it time and time again. He hits it hard on the ground, and it just gets past people's glove because it's hit so hard. Like, yeah. I get he doesn't – he has to hit it in the air. And obviously, if he hits it in the air, it's going to be a double or a home run every time because that's just how hard he hits it. But, you know, it's – you can't – like you said and like how Jim Edmonds said, like, you can't you can't force this guy to try and hit it uh, up in the air because then it's just gonna it's gonna mess up his approach. Right. I feel like you know because right. to this point with him just trying to hit the ball, like I bet he's not up there saying to himself, "All right, hit it up, hit it up, hit it up." Like he's just trying to hit the ball. Yeah, and even even then, if you put it in your head to hit it in the air, that probably will put you in a slump as a hitter. And especially as a young man, he just turned 21. So, you know, he's still he's still very young, still learning MLB pitching. And he was faring pretty well. But, um, you know, they want him to go down and retool his swing. You know, why couldn't these things be said in spring training? You know, I feel like if they have all the stats and data on his swing, they should know, like, Maybe he shouldn't start in the MLB because he needs to work on his swing. Or if you notice it late, you know, don't send him down. Not everyone needs to hit the ball in the air. Like, think about what Luis, Luis Arise is doing this year. He's hitting 400, and he doesn't hit home runs. He just hits line drive, like, all the time. So, you know, you can still have success even if you don't hit it in the air, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> with some different things, um, I think we both can agree that some changes need to be made, at least to this lineup that we put out there offensively. Um, you know, we see Wilson Contreras, who's at the five hole every single game. Like, it, I don't think mm-hmm. he's at all. 
if anything, he's been higher than that, and that's just not what you want to see. Um, you know, we got Ivan Herrera, who just, I think he, it was last month, he just won the player of the month for the Cardinals. Uh, you know, he he is uh, he's hitting 291 with a 400 on base percentage at 945 OPS. Like, you know, he's he's doing really good. And, you know, we got Contreras, who's, I think right now he's in about 210, 220. Um, and, you know, it's it feels like I have no confidence every time he's up there. Just it, I feel like he's just swinging, just a swing, you know. Yeah, based on what you're saying, yeah, I can understand that. Um, you know, I think uh, Yvonne Herrera was one of our top prospects uh in our system for a while and then it kind of tailed off but you know seeing him put it together this year is pretty impressive especially at the triple a level which means he could possibly be ready for the mlb but you know with us signing Contreras, he kind of gets blocked um to make the roster but also at the same time this year we've had three catchers up at one time so you know if we if we want to do that, then go ahead and bring Herrera up. But uh, it's just, you know, I think Contreras will bounce back and, like, will be better. But just right now, he hasn't been that guy. And Ali just won't move him down in the lineup. And I really disagree with that because, you know, you bring up Luke and Baker. I think he's a good potential person to be in that five spot or Paul DeYoung or Tommy Edmond, you know. I know we talked about this yesterday, friend, but, you know, there's multiple guys that can be in that spot and probably produce a little bit better than what Contreras has been doing. No, yeah, we, we did talk about this, and, you know, Contreras needs to get moved down. Um, simple as that. Yes. Uh, you know, even when yeah. he was on the Cubs, like, it's not like the Cubs have had a super team, but... Contreras, I'm pretty sure, hit like six or seven for him. Like, he's not, he wasn't their third hitter or the fourth. Like, you know, he, he wasn't their best hitter. He never was. But he's still a good hitter. But, you know, right now, he, that's not him. And he needs to get back to where he was. And I think the best way for him to do that is just to go lower in the lineup, have less pressure on him to bring people, the guys in who are at the two or three hole. Because, you know, Golding's going to get on base, Donovan's going to get on base, and then you get to Contreras, and he's just not driving them in. Um, and, you know, Edmund right now sitting at 20, 21 RBIs, and Contreras is sitting at 27, I'm pretty sure. And Edmund has been at the 9-hole all season. And you're telling me Edmund right. almost has the same amount of RBIs as him? Like, come on. Yeah, I com- I completely agree with that. Um I think there was one point recently where I heard, I think he was like three for his last 46, which I would say you probably get like four at-bats per game, three, four. So that to me means over the past few weeks, he's just been bad. And, he, you know, Ollie just fails to move him down in the lineup. And it's just, it, it brings me some confusion as to what Ollie sees or, like, how he think he's going to chain together or the team is going to chain together some hits. Because, you know, if you have your five-hole hitter 
as a guaranteed out. You know, the three and four hitter, they can't have guys that can, you know, bounce off of them. So that kind of like puts a, a gap in the lineup and like an easy out. So, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of moving someone else into that spot. Luke and Baker especially because he's been crushing the minors. Um, Fran, I know you have the stats. You have to say the stats that he's had. But, uh, yeah, he's been crushing it, man. Yeah, I mean, um, before he got moved up, he played uh, 54 games. He, he hit 313 with a 434 on base percentage. His OPS mm. was crazy, 1,075. Uh, and, you know, yeah. he had 15 home runs with 53 RBIs, and he pretty much walked as much as he struck out. So, for right. and he, three strikeouts. Right, and he got the call up, and I really, I really like that. Because, you know, he's, he's 26 years old, so, you know, he's mature. You know, but he just hasn't had that time in the big leagues because of Goldie probably blocking him. But uh, yeah, you you see him, you see him go out there against the Pirates, and his debut he has two hits, and then he doesn't. I don't see him on the field since that pretty much. So like, I just it just makes me wonder like why is he getting called up? Like he's he's shown he's good. You know, he's a big kid, two hundred and eighty pounds. So. If he hits the ball, it's going to go a long way. So, you know, it just makes me question what the philosophy of the team is right now. Yeah, I don't really know how you can just wake up every day and just put the same lineup, same position where these guys are every day. And, you know, 2.8 runs per game, if that doesn't tell you. it's it's. I think it's time to get some new names on the lineup. You know, try something different. Maybe, I don't know, man, something needs to change. Uh, you know, Burleson's yeah. playing every single day and he's struggling. Look, he won us the game yesterday, but oh my God. We we let Gray pitch a whole game, a complete game. And I'm pretty sure he had yeah. 101 pitches. Like, come on. And, you know, yeah. Burleson hit a home run, thank God, because it did not look like we were going to win that game at all, especially against the Rangers who have... I'm pretty sure they're the best offense in the league right now, and you know we got the yeah. young, we got the young hidden so much lower than some of these guys like Burleson and Contreras, who you know he's been struggling, but he's still hitting better than they are. He's he's got around right. the same numbers with less games, and I don't know. I feel like some guys need to get moved up, some guys need to get put down, and maybe some new guys need to get on the lineup. Yeah, man, it's it's just it's tough to see, and you know I see what the national media says like about our team. Like everyone loves that the Cardinals are not doing good, you know. Um, but I feel like the issues are kind of internal, and like you know we always know the Cardinals as a team that like keeps everything together, you know, keeps everything in house, and you know handles it internally. But, you know, a lot of things just been coming out this season and players aren't performing like you expect. And some guys are letting down expectations. So we definitely got a lot of work to do as a team overall. Yeah, the Cardinals have lost their last five series, uh, one of them including just a, a split series. I'm pretty sure it was against the Reds 
who we do have we have here up next we start on tomorrow because we are recording this on thursday the 8th so tomorrow we do start a series against the reds who are pretty hot right now uh, you know they just brought up ellie de la cruz who has who's just a monster he's, he's crazy yeah he's crazy <laughs> and, um, he's crazy you know in the last five series we've won a total of five games five games in the last five series and two of them came against the reds like yeah i don't know man so, and so that was that was still a split yeah we that, did so yeah so we've pretty much lost four series and split one series with you know the goal the goal going into each series is to always come out with the win in the series and once you string a lot of those together then you're a winning baseball team but that's just what we haven't been recently yeah one more thing i'd like to say in this episode um is my man jordan hicks he <clears throat> has been performing especially this last month he he hasn't given up a run in the last month and it doesn't seem like he's playing i mean yesterday he played against the rangers and shut he shut him down he went an inning uh, he pitched about 12 pitches maybe 11 12 pitches and he got taken out and i personally think he could have gone another batter maybe two um and you, I don't know, you're putting Hicks out there and then you're just, you're putting get Gio, Gio Gallegos after him. And, you know, it feels like kind of a fresh, uh, breath of fresh air for the hitters when you're, you know, taking Hicks out and putting Gio in there, even though Gio has been good. Um, but, you yeah. know, Hicks has been our best pitcher this past month. Yeah, I do agree with that. And, you know, it's, you know, having a guy like Jordan Hicks is so, is so refreshing because, you always know, like, if one guy is going to bring it, it's going to be Hicks with the type of stuff that he has. You know, we even had him as a starter at one point, which I do kind of like the idea that maybe, you know, think about doing that Cardinals organization. But, um, yeah, you know, having him in a bullpen, you know, you know he's going to throw consistently 100 every time and it's a sinker and it's going to move, you know. I feel like that should be a high leverage situation type of guy. And, you know, um, Gio and Helsley are very good. And Helsley's a dog. I know it's kind of been kind of rough at some points this year. But, you know, you can't, you can say that about everyone pretty much. So, yeah, I love Jordan and he's been great. And I just hope he gets more time because he deserves it. 100%. Yeah, I do love the idea of him being a starter. Uh, you know, if something I loved about Jordan Hicks is that he's worked on his game. He's he's improved a lot. <clears throat> At the beginning of the season, you know, you could see he was not controlling the strike zone. And now it seems like he's throwing it exactly where he wants to throw it. And it's not like yeah. he's making Contreras jump out of his knees just to try and get the ball. And, you know, he's not throwing it straight at the ground anymore. And it's great. And, you know, maybe not pump 102 every time as a starter, but maybe 97, 98, you know, that, that's mm -hmm. still really good. Right. And then that would bring an element to our starting rotation that, you know, Jack, Jack over his last 
few outings has been lights out. Um, Michaelis has been great. And then Montgomery's been solid. But, you know, the, the offense hasn't really helped them out, unfortunately. But, you know, if you throw Hicks in there, all of a sudden you have four guys that I really like, you know. And I, I could say this a million times and, you know, feel like I'm in my own fantasy world or whatever but because I feel like this will never happen. But, you know, Jordan Hicks, you know, he would be a great starter, a great starter because he was that last season. And I think he got injured or something that happened. But, you know, if he's been our best pitcher, we have to rely on him, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, you know, it might just be time for him to just sit on the bench, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just write, I'd be fine with him writing a, a roster spot. But, man, yeah. I cannot see him pitch anymore as much as I love him, as much as <laughs> The Cardinal legend, he's just, those are just freebies for the other team. But, and he hasn't even gotten past yeah. the season yet. So you, okay, I have a question for you. So you know how, like, Wayno is known for, like, his curveball, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, like, how he throws it at the top of the strike zone sometimes. If we go to the Cincinnati field and he comes up against Ellie De La Cruz, how are you going to feel about that? If he just throws a curveball in there, how are you gonna feel about that? Man, Dilla Cruz is gonna turn on that thing four fifty five into the river, and he is not yeah. gonna look at it and make sure it goes out. Like if he throws, it, especially to the young guys, you know these young guys are not gonna go for a curveball up the top. Like I don't know. I, yeah. I, I as you said before on this podcast, I just hold my breath every time he pitches. You, you don't know. Yeah. He's not gonna. He's pumping eighty nine, man. Eighty nine. Mm-hmm. That's as high as he goes. And anybody is hitting that. Anybody yeah, who's yeah. a professional baseball player is hitting that. Yeah. Times have changed. Teams have got better, and it's time for us to get better and adjust. Yeah, something needs to change on this team. But yeah, um, that'll. That'll conclude this episode of the Essential Sports Pod. Um, thank you guys for coming back and listening to us. Uh, this was kind of a kind of a rant episode, just because it's just been so frustrating lately, especially after the month of April, and then we got hot, and now we're, it just seems like we're back to where we were, and yeah. and it's not really back to where we were. It just flipped because it seems like the offense just can't do anything anymore. Um, but yeah, that'll conclude this episode. Um, thank you, Gerald, for coming with me again. Um, and we'll see you guys next episode. See you.